Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast. I'm your host, Frank Styles. This is episode 15. We've taken a little break and a lot has been going on the last couple of weeks and uh, we're going to catch you guys up today. Obviously, um, the most recent, uh, a couple of the recent things that have happened, um, Brett Kavanaugh gets uh, into our judicial system, federal judicial system, uh, and will be a lifer on the high Supreme Court. This is a nominee by Trump with a lot of asterisks by his name. Uh, Also, Bill Cosby has been sentenced to three to ten years for crimes that he allegedly had committed over 30 years ago. We're going to talk about that. Also, too, the most recent one from this week has been Kanye West in his recent rant at the White House. Juan is here. He's going to be joining me. And this is Let's Be Honest with Frank Styles. Before we get into the show, I want you guys to check out this clip courtesy of the Today Show. And this is the latest regarding Kanye West's recent rant at the White House. To discuss prison reform and ways to combat violent crime. But things quickly went off script and what happened next in the Oval Office does have everyone talking. Overnight, rap star Kanye West extending his D.C. tour, taking his show on the road to a local Apple store. He is open to adjusting. Just hours earlier, a stunning scene in the Oval Office, capped by that remarkable embrace with the commander-in-chief. I love this guy right here. But it's West's 10-minute freewheeling profanity-laced monologue that's making waves. While sitting next to football Hall of Famer Jim Brown, West praised President Trump. Trump is on his hero's journey right now, and he might not have expected to have a crazy like Kanye West. And that red Make America Great Again hat. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. At times, pounding the historic resolute desk to make his point. Manufacturing. Freestyling on more than 40 topics. It's a hydrogen powered uh, airplane. If he don't look good, we don't look good. So when I said I like Trump to like someone that's liberal, they'll say, Oh, but he's racist. You think racism can control me? The entire spectacle seeming to even leave the president speechless. That was quite something. At one point, West revealed he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but said he got a second opinion. He said that I actually wasn't bipolar. I had sleep deprivation, which could cause dementia. West raising eyebrows for some of his comments about race. You know, people expect that if you're black, you have to be Democrat. I have a, uh, I've, I've had conversations that basically said that welfare is the reason why a lot of black people end up being Democrats. Overnight, reaction pouring in. This is white supremacy by ventriloquism. A black mouth is moving, but white racist ideals are, are flowing from Kanye West's mouth. 
still for President Trump, who has his eye on the midterms and who struggled to win over African-American supporters, the visit by such a high-profile person of color could prove to be powerful optics. In these photos obtained by TMZ, West even convincing the president, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, to wear Make America Great hats, saying the word again is offensive to some blacks. A surreal scene and an Oval Office first. He's been a great guy. He's a smart cookie. And we're back. Again, this is the Let's Be Honest podcast with Frank Styles and Juan. This is episode 15. Told you guys a little bit earlier at the beginning of the show that we will be discussing uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby. It's Kavanaugh versus Cosby. What's the difference? Juan has joined us here in the Styles Ball Studios. And we just got through listening to the rant uh, that went by uh, from Yee, a.k.a. Kanye West. He was recently visiting the White House to discuss what was supposedly to be prison reform and a host of other things. Uh, but after seeing all the coverage this this past week and seeing this rant on television, Juan, I'm not sure if that's what he was covering. What's up, man? Uh, Kanye just being Kanye, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 um, crazy, man. He's he's. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. What, what were your thoughts when uh, when you saw the 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 rant, if you will. Um, I guess it's, it's it's this whole idea that Kanye is trying to get put into the atmosphere or the spirit or whatever it is that he's trying to unite people. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can really see him trying to do now because he's talking about love this, love that. Even though you might not agree with somebody, we still can be civil with one another and love one another. And I and I just see that that's the the point that he's trying to make. And a lot of people is not really looking at that. They're just looking at him because they don't like Trump. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it all boils down to. They have such a disdain against Trump that no matter who it is, if they see someone trying to trying to relate to Trump or, or communicate with Trump, then they automatically vilify, vilify that person for trying to communicate with Trump. I mean, when Kanye was talking about George Bush not liking black people, Right. Where everybody was on Kanye's side at that time. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a problem with that. But now when Kanye, I guess, kind of realizes, well, you know, this is not the way that we fix things. This is not the way that we're, we're going to try to open up doors, decisions with one another, putting each other down. Now everybody's against Kanye. Hmm. I mean, Don Lemon was talking about all of these white people. Mm-hmm. Can somebody please uh, explain to me the definition of a white person? Because the last time I checked, isn't Don Lemon in a relationship with a white man? This is true. <laughs> so which white people are we exactly talking about? All white people or just white people that you don't have any connections with? Hmm. I, you know, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure what Lemon was speaking of. And for the listening audience, those of you who don't know, Don Lemon is a – a uh, he's an analyst but also a host on CNN. Um, he's um, – he hasn't been afraid to express his feelings regarding Donald Trump and anything else. He has a show, I believe, that comes on every night around 10 o'clock or so on CNN, Monday through Friday, and he talks about the uh, topics of the day. And uh, he did have some comments regarding uh, Donald Trump and, and Kanye. Um, I want to go back to something that you said, though, Juan. Do you, do you honestly believe that he was trying to unite people in your, you know, in, in your opinion? Do you, do you feel that's what it is? Because that's, that's not how I feel. I don't know Kanye personally. Right. But just from the different interviews I see him talking to, TMZ and all the other stuff, 
I genuinely feel that he is really trying to fix some of this mess that's going on in this country right now. Because you have people that have been lifelong friends. As soon as Donald Trump got into the White House, then all of that split. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter that we've been friends for 15 years. You voted for Donald Trump, so you must be an idiot like he is. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This was the same person that you used to call your best friend, your homeboy, whatever, whatever. But now that he's looking at Donald Trump from a different perspective, he's not necessarily looking at Donald Trump as his character because he has character flaws. He doesn't have character flaws. Right. But if you're looking at his policies, well, some people actually agree with his policies, not every little thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't agree with the, the young people that were put in the cages, but they might agree with national nationalists mindset that America first. We need to do everything in America. We need to bring jobs back to America. What's wrong with that? Right. But right. if you start looking at his 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 character, of course he's gonna have flaws. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have flaws. Right. It's it's funny to me, I've been thinking about this. Everybody loves gangster movies. They love the Sopranos. Right. Okay, well you got Tony Soprano in the White House right now. What's the difference? <laughs> Besides Donald Trump not being in the mob, actual mob, how is his character any different than Tony Soprano? But we will memorize Tony Soprano and say, well, uh, I like him. I like the way he carries himself. I like his swag. I like his demeanor. But then Donald Trump is basically the same person, womanizer, however you want to look at him. Mm-hmm. But now we're upset. Why? What's the difference? I, I think I think the difference is I think the difference is there. Here, I, I got a couple of, of, of things just regarding that. And, and here's what I would say to you. I can understand where. Kanye West very well in his own weird, crazy way because he is Kanye. He's an artist. He's, he's, you know, he's different, you know, and I understand that when you're looking at it from an artistical standpoint, my problem with Kanye is he talks about things that either he doesn't understand or doesn't really have the full, full knowledge behind. And what I mean by that is he'll say something and not understand, well, Kanye, you do realize that this occurred, you know, when he made the, the comment regarding, um, slavery, and I know afterwards when people analyze what was being said, I think we had this discussion on the on a couple of uh, episodes back about what he was really trying to say. I get that, um, but here's here's a couple of things that I have a problem with regarding that meeting with him. One, there are a million cameras there. That's number one. To me, it's a photo op. It's a photo opportunity for Trump. It's another way for Trump to say, "See, you see, you, this is what we have going on here, right?" Because I'm going to give an example of that. When Kim was there. And she um, was talking to the president regarding uh, the, the, the woman that was recently released from prison off of a drug charge from years ago back in the 80s. There weren't a bunch of cameras there, right? Two, mm-hmm. Jim Brown was there. And don't even get me started on Jim Brown. If you want to talk about somebody that was highly disappointed in Jim Brown when he came out and said he supported Donald Trump, um, I had a huge, huge problem with that because Jim Brown lived – some of the things that black people are upset about with Donald Trump. Jim Brown lived in the 60s when he was playing football and people were calling him niggas. He, you know, he is by far one of the people stand with Muhammad Ali, used to stand with Malcolm X and a lot of the civil rights leaders um, of that era. So I office with Donald Trump. The other part is Donald Trump wouldn't apologize for everything that happened in Ferguson, even though he knew it was completely wrong. But he, he marches Brett Kavanaugh out when he was being sworn in, and he apologizes on behalf of the nation to him for what he's been through. I got a big problem with that. The same energy you had at that swearing-in ceremony with Brett Kavanaugh, 
you should have had that same energy when um, everything happened in, in Charlottesville because at the end of the day, you knew what was going on was wrong. You tried to play the whole side game, and at the end of the day, somebody ended up getting killed. Then they roll you out, and they force you to read a statement about that incident, which you really didn't want to do. You can tell he didn't want to do it. And then he comes back the next day and then recants his statement and goes back to the first statement that he said. Um, far as Kanye goes, with Kanye, my problem is this. There's no way I'm meeting with a man that has said said some of the things that he has said. And what I mean by that is um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the forget the whole womanizing thing. There are a lot of presidents that have been womanizers. Um, John Kennedy was a womanizer, right? We know that um, Bill Clinton was a womanizer. Um, allegedly, there were things that were that went on with him with Monica Lewinsky. So forget the womanizing part. Let's take that aspect of it away. But let's just look at pure facts and the things that he has said during his campaign about how we as black people, what do we have to lose? Why shouldn't we vote for him? We have the lowest um, the lowest rates in schools. Um, as far as poverty goes, we're up there as, uh, I think you mentioned something about, uh, the lowest economic, um, we're one of the lowest, lower economic classes that are out there, something to that effect. I'm, I'm, and I'm just, just reading off the top of my, uh, my lips here. Um, but I have a problem with that because that to me is saying, he's saying, well, basically, you know what, you guys are already at the bottom of the poll, you know, what, what's going to make any difference you know, if you vote for me, he's not saying he's going to do anything better. He's not saying he's going to help. I, I have a real, real issue with that. But really the thing that stands out in my mind, Juan, is the whole Charlottesville thing. The whole Charlottesville thing. My thing, with that, hmm? my thing with that is uh-huh. he's just repeating what he has heard. So it can't be both ways. We can't say, well, we're doing fine as a people. We're uh, on top basis. But then we turn our heads and we talk about how oppressed we are, uh-huh. how we've been mistreated, how we're not being treated fairly. So which one is it? Is it we're doing good with the public schools or the public schools are crappy? Which one is going to be? It can't be both. Well, And that's what the problem is that we're having. We have people that say, well, we're not doing that bad, but then we have people say that we are doing bad. So Donald Trump says, well, well what do you have to do? You've been doing the, Democ- the Democratic Party all this long and see where it's got you. Why would you not want to try something different now? So which one is going to be? Do you agree with the Democratic Party is not doing what it said it's going to do, and you want to do something better, or you just want to say, well, Donald Trump said it, so I'm not going to agree with Donald Trump. Because I, I had a lot of people that got offended, like you are saying, when Donald Trump said that. Mm-hmm. But years before that, they were, we always complaining about where the school system sucks. Right. Um, probably, uh, the, the state schools are not teaching our children what they need to be learning to succeed in life. Uh-huh. But then Donald Trump says, well, this is what you've been saying. So why don't you give me a chance to try to fix something? Now we're getting upset because, well, now he's trying to put black people down. Well, which one is it? Well, what is he? What he's is, just repeating what's been said. Right. He's repeating. He's repeating what what's been said, but he hasn't given any answers to what he's going to do. Never once, not once, has he said what he's going to do. Sure, he'll come and parade some celebrity people around, some people that black folks look up to, but it's all for a spectacle. I mean, it, it, as soon as it happened, I was like, why is this guy doing this? Steve Harvey, Kanye West pastors known pastors that are are out there and and the problem that i have is fine we all know that the democratic party has not done the the best that they could for black people but i will also say this argue this to you as well because people like to say obama didn't do anything 
Well, the first four years, everybody, I guess, was still on the honeymoon period. The second, mm-hmm. the second term, the second term, I started hearing some more prominent black people say, you know, we, we deserve something. We should be get something. We came out and voted, you know, and I get that. But what they're failing to realize is Republicans weren't, weren't really allowing Obama to do anything. They were running the House. I disagree with Obama when he decided to put health care before the economy. I definitely agree with that. Disagree with that. I thought it was too early. But see, that's what I'm saying. He won. If he, he can get the uh, if he can get the the, the health care passed. Why can he get anything else passed? Well, that because Obama. Mm-hmm. I know people might disagree, but Obama had a easy ticket. That I mean that anytime people pushed up against Obama, the first thing people gonna say is the people are being racist. So a lot of people didn't do the things that they wanted to because they didn't want the label put on them. Mm-hmm. So Obama basically had free reign to do what he wanted to do. He chose not to. He got more stuff done for gay rights than he did for the black community. You agree or disagree? No, I agree with that. I definitely will agree with that. And why was why was that? Why was he more concerned about that than trying to work on the economy? Well, one of the things that I think it is, is when he first walked into that thing, I believe that he had truly did everything. He, in his mind, thought that he had did everything that he could for the economy. Because you remember um, the uh, too big to uh, the big too big to fail with the banks. Um, yeah. I think after I forgot what period it was. Maybe it was it wasn't even six months if I'm correct. When the big three were about to go down, Chrysler, GMC, and Ford, they had repaid the monies back that the government had lent them. You know, within a prior time. So I think the biggest I think the plan to, in his mind was we need to get these obviously these huge companies that we know out there get them back on track. And hopefully everything else will fall into place. Now, here's the deal with that. I think he should have stuck with the economy, right? I don't think at that time healthcare was something that was of major importance. However, I do understand he knew that while he had the votes in the House, that universal health care was something, one of his agendas that he had t- talked about during his campaign and that a lot of people have interest in. Now, at that time, though, I think he should have waited till the second term, but I, you know, I don't know if he truly believed that he was going to win a second term. So I think he went ahead and, and forced that down our throats. We went with it. I disagreed. I said he should have been focusing more on the economy to get it right back to where it needed to be. And then he could have did everything else. Um, but you know, you, you got some valid points, but I, I just, I just think that when you see as much hate as you saw coming from the Republican party, when it came to Obama, you know, when a party comes out one and tells you uh, that, hey, our job is going to be is to make sure that you don't succeed. This is the president of the United States. Our job is to make sure that you don't succeed. I got a problem with that. Right. Instead of coming but, out and coming out and be, saying. But let's be fair with that. Uh-huh. If you don't agree with somebody's ideology. Right. Of course, you do not want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. Not not personally, but the ideology. But they, why, they, if you. So why do people say that we need to get behind Donald Trump? Why, do, why are people saying we need to get down behind Donald Trump and make sure that he succeeds? We should pray, pray for him to, to be successful. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, there's been a lot of Republicans prior to Barack Obama, before a Democrat came into the, into the White House. There's been a lot of Republicans that didn't do anything for black people either. But I don't hear some of these same prominent black people coming out and saying they ain't doing nothing for us. I don't hear that. You know what I mean? So now the black dude comes in, he wins, uh, serves his two terms, and then during the second term you come out and say he ain't did nothing for us, but we came out and voted for him. 
I mean, that's fine. You could have voted. You could have voted for Hillary at the time if you felt like he wasn't going to do anything. You could have voted for Hillary. You could have voted for the other candidate, right? But it, it right. you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I agree with you. We start getting wishy washy. I'm just saying that, regardless of what the thought may have been, or what what you think about black people, or even if you're racist, right? Donald Trump has come out and said certain things that I just don't morally agree with. Um, and I'm going to talk about black people first because that's, you know, I'm, I'm black. I'm going to talk about that first, not to mention the things that he said about, you know, women, things that he said about other people, you know, mocking someone that is disabled during his, you know, his campaign. Oh, don't even get me started about the woman that came forward and testified about Kavanaugh, which in my opinion, she didn't have to. She came out, she testified and then he goes he goes out to one of his rallies where he can get pumped up and feel good about himself and starts talking about starts mocking her one thing that they're not talking about right now is how the we're we're hearing all these kudos about the economy for the last 6 months what they're not talking about is how the uh stock market has crashed two straight days in a row at over 600 points we're not talking about Ford saying due to the tariffs that he has put in place that they're going to have to lay off almost 2,500 workers or more. That number may not be right, but I know it's over 2,000 workers because of the, the tariffs between us and China. So those same things that people say, oh, we're doing great, we're doing great. First of all, let's just be honest. It's always been history with economy. When one president leaves and that economy is doing well, the new president coming in is going to get credit for it. But we know that Trump ain't, ain't changed the economy in, in the first, uh, in two years. We know that. I think it's due to what Barack Obama did with the economy, economy and getting it going. Not to mention one, I don't know if you checked it out, but I read an article um, the other day that said the Fed keeps increasing uh, the interest rates. Have you noticed? I think this uh -huh. is the third time that the Fed has increased interest rates. So you're going to start seeing changes, and guess what's going to happen? He, at some point, whether it's next year, when the economy starts or when the, uh, when the stock market starts to crash or it's not doing as well, he's going to get the blame for it. This is one of the reasons why people haven't said anything. They, they said he shouldn't have did uh, the whole tariff thing. So I hear what you're saying, but I, I just think that morally speaking, this is not the way that a president is supposed to conduct themselves. And I wouldn't disagree with you on that, but you have to remember that the interviews Trump is not a polished politician right politician right right he's a businessman he's a businessman that's what he came into this office being a businessman he hasn't been to any kind of colleges or study any kind of political science or anything like that this is somebody that's raw like him and he's just bringing that into the White House mm -hmm. so he doesn't know how to be political okay he, he hasn't been taught that but don't so you, you can't think expect him to act like people have been acting the last 43 presidents when he been in that environment he's not been a, a senator a, a a congressman a governor none of that stuff and a businessman but don't you think that at some point you're going to have to learn how to govern when, when you have people around you if if i'm the ceo of a company and you want to say you're you're the you're the cfo of the company right mm -hmm. and and we're collectively talking about what we're going to do for our next physical year and we're looking at the previous year's numbers and i'm not a numbers guy i'm i'm a sales guy I'm going out there and I'm getting, you know, I'm going out there, I'm getting our uh, our customers, you know, we're taking on new clients. You're the numbers guy, right? 
and I'm saying, hey, we need to get this piece of equipment to make us more functional so we can manufacture our product a lot faster. And you're telling me, yeah, we can get the equipment, but let's wait till the second quarter of the year to do so. And I'm like, nah, we're going to go ahead and do it first quarter. We'll worry about what 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 the problem is uh, down the road if we encounter one, right? Now, there's a 50-50 chance that my way may work. There's a 50-50 chance that what you told me may um, may cause some problems. But at the end of the day, if we're partners, you're my CFO and you're the numbers guy, and I got you there specifically for the numbers, then I need to listen to what you're saying, right? And then mm-hmm. if you're telling me facts and you're showing me evidence of X, Y, and Z, this is why we need to wait to the second or third quarter to get that piece of equipment, I should be listening. It's a proven it's it's been said throughout since the since he has stepped into the White House that he does not listen. He has smart people around him. He has people that know how to govern, that's been you know, within government and working in the political realms of, of governing, and he still does not listen. So if you're not listening, what happens on a day when you should have listened and you decide not to, and then you put, my, you put someone within harm or you cause people to lose jobs because you and your stubbornness are not allowing you and your narcissistic ways are allowing you to think. At some point, you have to learn to govern. You can't wait to 2020 when you hope to get reelected to start learning to govern. You can't have the attitude of, well, you know what? They ain't doing what we say do. S- screw them. You, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. It never has. Now, some may say that's the problem with government, right? We're, we're too soft. We don't, you know, and in some things, I think you shouldn't budge. But at the same time, you're president of the United States. You're one of the most powerful men in the world you at some point even if you don't have a clue of what you're doing you have the capabilities and functioning to have people around you that will help you make wise decisions that make sense you know yeah, um but, but even with that like you were talking about obama and the uh the auto manufacturers yes why would we have to, why would we have to bail them out you didn't like that one <laughs> they were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing that caused them to be in the Situation that they were, they were in. Right. So why is it that it's the government? I, I understand what you're saying, that if that falls, then that's really going to mess everything up. But they don't want to mess it up. Right. It's not, for the, it's not really for the government to come in and fix every business problem that they mess up. It's for them. That's why we have corrections. If your company is failing, your company fails because of something that you did. It's not for the government to come in and fix it. Because if you have to do that, then you're going to be fixing everything. If the banking system messed up, okay, we got to go save the banks. Uh-huh. If you don't let people mess up and fall, they're never going to fix anything, just like the, the, the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Why do we have that? Because the government stepped in and everything fell apart. When they should have just went ahead and let the company fall down, which it eventually did anyway, mm-hmm. and, then, and, and, and lie for correction anyway. Because everything is out, truly out of whack. Everything is not supposed to be where it is, it is anyway. The economy is not supposed to be the numbers that it is it's at anyway. Mm-hmm. So sooner or later, it's going to fall. Right. So we can look at it and say, well, it's because of this or that. But regardless, he might be speeding it up. He might cause it to, the cost to come slower. But eventually, it's going to fall. See. Because everything is just – look at why is the price of a car be going from a car being average, what, ten, eleven thousand dollars $11,000? Right. Now you can't even get a car under $20,000. Why is that? Yeah. And how do you expect people to buy cars 
when you don't really have jobs like that. So you're putting people in debt to afford something that they really can't afford just to try to make a dollar that they're really not making. That That's a very good point. And nobody's really looking at that. that that's a very so good point. You have point. people working at, at, at Burger King and places like just trying to get a car to get back and forth to work, mm-hmm. and they really can't afford it. And then uh, people say, well, we need to raise the minimum wage. Okay, raise it to what? What are we going to stop at? You said $15. Why not make it $30? <laughs> point do we say, well, this is not really a problem. The problem is, is that we got too much going on. We're doing too much. Slow down. Well, here, here's the deal. So um, to your point, what you said earlier about Obama, right? So Obama's philosophy was um, steady, steady growth over time. That was, I, I remember hearing him, for some reason, I can hear him in my head saying that it was steady growth over time, little by little, right? Now, to your point regarding the the big three, Chrysler, GM, and Ford, absolutely, absolutely, they had a huge undertaking in uh, what caused our economy to fall the way it did, right? They knew what they were doing uh, wasn't right. They knew that uh, they were they could easily put themselves in debt, right? Um the biggest issue, the reason you come in and save those big three is because of manufacturing. The jobs here in the United States, without those three, are, you know, from a manufacturing standpoint, the economy is is pretty much done, right? Even though I know, um, you know, um, Chrysler and those guys aren't as big as they used to be in some places, like it used to be Detroit, right? We used to talk about Detroit and how... You know that was the the, the place for for uh, Chrysler and and companies and everybody wanted to work there. But uh, you can't because they are so big. You have to keep those jobs here in the United States because what happens is if some other foreign company comes in and purchases those companies, now we're purchasing from them, which means that car that you were talking about that that's twenty thousand dollars now, that car being shipped from overseas is easily thirty or forty thousand dollars, right? So I think that was one of the reasons there. Second piece, if anybody should have paid, in my opinion, it definitely should have been the bankers, right? The bankers in the Fed. There's a movie out there on Netflix. I forgot what it's called, but there's a story behind when they show Lehman Brothers and all the major banks, Wachovia, all those major banks that we know, um, how they met the day that it actually went down and how they were trying to borrow money or come together to come up with a certain amount of money so they could keep the keep the business afloat. Um, I think his idea on too big to fail is exactly put in place for that reason. You know, you guys are too big. There are certain limitations that you have to have in place. There are certain limitations that we're going to put in place on you to ensure that this never happens again. Because um, we're basically when when all that stuff went down, it was from what you talked about the housing market, right? Um, I know some old mortgage brokers that talk about. You didn't even have uh, no verification income. You probably heard about that one where you could purchase a house. They didn't verify any of your income and you could get, you know, you could get a house. And back then everybody was spending. So no one was worried about the economy. Well, you fast forward eight, 10, 12 years. Now, all those uh, low interest mortgages, those uh, that were not fixed, that have went up and down. Uh, now have higher interest rates, and now the people that are in them can't afford them. Either that or the property value has increased, and they can't afford to pay those properties. So 
it's a it's a sticky sticky situation. It's a catch twenty two. Um, and I know we got off subject a little bit there, but back to Donald Trump, I think that you, I think that you may have some good ideas that make sense, but if you're going to do something, if you, you know, if there's, uh, if black people have the lowest, whatever in school, whatever he was saying about the schools and things that he had heard, tell me what you're going to do to help us. Right. Because I can tell you, it's not, it's not just black people. It's white people who too. Here in North Carolina, right, right. North, North Carolina, North Carolina has one of the lowest um, teacher, uh, as far as way, what teachers get paid, one of the lowest salaries in the nation. It's not the lowest, but it is one of the lowest ones. Um, in my opinion here, they, they focus more on state mandating instead of teaching the kids. So I, I feel like, you know, something should be done for that. Tell me what you're going to do, because it ain't just black folks that are being impacted. It's white people too. It's all it's all people being impacted by this. All people that have children in a state where the education is not the priority or money is being placed someplace else from a statewide standpoint are all being impacted by it. So what are you going to do to help us if you know these facts and these statistics? Tell us what we're going to do. Still have a bad taste in my mouth about the way that he treated the uh, Central Park Five back in the 80s. He said that they all should have been. Um, he he pulled out a full page ad that said that they all should um, be killed. Um, I have a problem with that because you fast forward, DNA evidence proved that none of them were found guilty, and I believe one of the men even killed themselves. Um, and because of the the pressures of 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 not knowing what was going on, when he got out of jail, by the time he got out of jail, he couldn't even he couldn't even function, and so um, he ended up committing suicide. And I feel like, you know, you know, Donald Trump in the city, he was a big problem, a big, you know, he was a big uh, piece of that. Never came out and apologized for it. Never said any of those things. So when you come out and you say stuff like that, um, I, I have an issue. And I'm not talking about like what he's doing in the White House, because at the end of the day, just like you said, to your point, it's 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 a gamble when we think about it. Right. I look at the stock market just like like Vegas. Right. Some days you do good. Some days you don't. In the long run, if you continue to gamble on a daily basis, you're going to know at the end of the year how well you did. Did you earn more or did you lose more, right? So mm-hmm. to your point, yeah, it's definitely going to go. It's going to uh, it's gonna crash uh, at some point. But I don't think you need anything to speed it up, and I think that you should make some smarter decisions, um, not just based on your gut or based on your business instincts. If the tariffs are not good for the United States, tell me why and tell me, the, um, you know, tell me why and tell me uh, what are the, 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 the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's going to happen if I do do these tariffs? Because now what China's doing is they're just battling back and forth with us. You know what I mean? China, the way that they move, um, you know, they up it, they can up anything, you know, the tax on the tariffs any, any, any at any time that they want to. So, I don't know, man. He just, I just feel like if he's in the White House and he wants people to get behind him, he's got to start making some better decisions. Stop doing these damn rallies that you see him at where make, that make him feel good. And, you know, stop having these photo ops with these celebrities. He killed Obama for golfing. You remember that? He, 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 yeah. he killed Obama for golfing. He's had more golfing than Obama and every other president that's been in office. He, he's... All politicians at some point, whether they mean to or not, are hypocrites. 
That's my opinion. Yeah. Right. But he is the biggest one. He is the biggest one yet. You can't come out and talk about somebody the way that he talked about people, not just Obama, but Hillary and everybody else. And then turn around, you get in office. Now you the president, you're doing X, X and X, the same thing, if not worse. And it's okay. And I heard an interesting, um, I heard an interesting article or interesting piece of news this morning. People were saying basically instead of, um, you know, Trump becoming more like Washington or more Washington like uh, as far as governing goes, they're saying that Washington now is becoming more Trump like. And I don't think that's good for any party if 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 that's the case. And if that's the case for so what the, do they mean by that? Becoming more Trump like. What what they mean by that is this. Um, this attitude of uh, you don't have to play by the rules of government, right? You don't have to, you know, if you don't want to do that, don't do it. Who's going to care, right? Do it your way. Um, And then come out and say that you're doing it for America and then this is the best thing. Yeah, after you're out of of office, you know, maybe, you know, if you serve another term or if if you serve your full term, somebody else comes in there, somebody else is going to have to clean up something that you messed up. I just think that he can be smarter about his decisions. And if you look at his history of the way he ran businesses, he's running, just like to your point, he's running America like he ran businesses. And if you look at how many times he's filed bankruptcy, eventually he's going to do the same thing um, um, to the United States if if someone doesn't reel him in a little bit. That's that's just my opinion on it. Time will tell. <laughs> well, you gave me a big pause there, Warren. <laughs> I think I think we were debating a little bit, weren't we? We were debating a little bit there. I did. That's good stuff. But see, the problem is, right? The same way that you and I are having a discussion, right? Regardless of mm-hmm. of of what we believe, regardless of how we feel. I, I know how you feel about Trump. I know you're not like, woo, Trump. I know that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, regardless of how we, this is this is how those two parties should have their discussions, right? You should have your dis- that, right. They should have the discussion of you come together, Republicans, Democrats, whomever. You come together, you have a discussion, and you figure out a way to make things work. That's what the government. That's what the government is based on. That's what they founded the government on. But when you start doing it, just I'm doing the right thing for my party. I'm doing the right. Nothing gets done, and that's the problem. That's what you're seeing right. now. Yep. You know. Exactly. So and it doesn't make any make things any any better. We have elected officials telling people they can harass people when they're at dinners and stuff like that. What what sense does that make? Now, I definitely did not agree. Queen Maxine did that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't agree with her there. I think that I think that, you know, I understand what she was trying to say. I understand what she her point she was trying to make, but when someone's with their family and they have their kids or if they have, you know, a sibling, that's not right. You don't come in there and do that. You know what I mean? That's private time. They're not you know what I mean? They're off the, you know, in a way, you know, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, I was like, mm, that's what you get. You know what I mean? But then that, that, that's the mean side of me. But when I, when right. I really look back because at it, if, yeah. if you were in a job similar to that, then you wouldn't want that happening. To you. Right. Right. Exactly. You're spending quality time with your family and your wife. Yep. You wouldn't want somebody harassing you just because they don't agree with something that you've done. That's right. That's right. And so, or because of who you work for. Right. Um, right. So I, I, when I look back and I said, you know what, that isn't right because that person, whoever that person is with them hasn't done anything. She's doing her job or what she knows to be her job. So I don't think that's right. But what you can do is get out and vote, right? Um, we got mid, yes, exactly. midterm elections coming up in November. And regardless of 
um, what side you are on, you need to get out and vote, especially locally. Locally is a big thing because these are the guys that make these uh, state mandated laws. Um, and whatever your feelings may be, you definitely need to get out there and vote and make sure that you register to vote and um, take advantage of that. Uh, but one, I think that at the end of the day, if we had more bipartisanship, and you know I've talked about this before, if we had more bipartisanship, um, I think things would be a lot better. Damon John, the founder of FUBU, once said that when you leave out of a deal, you should always feel like you got screwed over, right? <laughs> he said, and the reason being is that's how you know you've made a good deal because you feel like you should have gotten more. That's exactly how those two parties need to be. You know, they need right. to come together for the common good and says, okay, I can deal with that. Okay, I can deal with that. And then walk away going back to their <laughs> to their uh, fellow, fellow uh, um, parties and saying, you know what? I feel like we should have been able to get more and vice versa. Um, so we'll, we'll look to see, man, we'll see what happens. Um, but this whole Kanye West thing, man, I, let me, I, I thought about this when I was thinking about this subject, I meant to send this to you in a, in a, in a text message. Do you think Kanye in some way has lost his blackness? Can you lose your blackness though? Do you ever stop being black just because you don't agree with what somebody else might agree with? Does that mean that you're not black anymore? Doesn't mean that you're not. What, what, not, what has he done uh-huh. to lose his blackness? Here, here's here's why I'm asking that question. What I mean by that is, um, you noticed he had at one point he had dyed his hair blonde, right? Mm-hmm. To your point from earlier, you talked about at one point when George Bush was in office, he said George Bush did not like black people. You think about those early albums that um, that Kanye dropped, College Dropout, um, you know, a couple more of those albums that he had where he talked about uplifting black people, black people getting out there doing their own thing. Um, it just seems like you don't hear him talk about that anymore. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe when Malcolm X started kind of changing his position that he lost his blackness? Oh, no, absolutely not. But 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 see, the difference is Malcolm continued to talk about um, uplifting uh, the situations that black people were in. And that's my point. I don't hear Kanye saying those things that he used to say about black people. What do you mean he doesn't say things that he used to say? How many black people do you even know talking to Donald Trump about trying to free Larry Hoover? Oh, uh, Kanye did that? Talking about freeing Larry? Oh, you didn't hear the whole interview? No, I didn't. I usually Dude, just cut you it get, Listen to the whole interview. Okay. Don't do the soundbite thing. Listen to the whole interview. He's talking about the only way that you can really possibly fix Chicago is to free Larry Hoover. Mm, that makes sense. How many how many gangster rappers you even know talking about that? Yeah. Oh oh but because they don't have time to do that. All they have time to do is to put down Trump and to talk about him and call him names. Uh-huh. So he so I got so disgusted <laughs> I got so disgusted the other day. Uh huh. Watching this video, I ain't gonna put out the person's name who did it because I'm sure you've never seen it. Uh huh. That they were in an office. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What does that fix? What does that accomplish? Yeah. Who's benefiting from that? That was kind of me. Is that, isn't that should be a line that you should be drawing? This is why a lot of people are turning to Donald Trump because of stuff like that. They yeah. can they can deal with you, call him Agent Orange and all that other foolishness, but there are certain lines that people are not crossing, and people are saying, whoa, 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 slow down. You, no. Mm-hmm. I can't go with that. Because what what kind of outreach do you think will be felt if they had been Michelle Obama? 
Well, let me let me let me let me respond to you on that. So, do you think that that person that put that video out is basically saying, you know, all bets are off. It's anything goes the way that the way that we are being treated as black people and the things that he has said. Now, now, so that's one part, right? The second part is you said Michelle Obama. It has been done, no one. They've they've said they some, Michelle it, Obama naked in the White House. No, they didn't have her naked in the White House, but they show said that that she looked like an ape and had pictures of her of her um uh comparing her pictures of her to an ape. They did do that on numerous occasions. But see, just because they did it don't mean it's right. No, it's not right. It's not right, but I but guess you know, the, we have to get past the idea of well, one person well, you did this, well I did well both of you wrong. The tit for tat stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We're grown people here. Right. We're not talking about 15 to 16 year olds. We're talking about grown men. Right. Right. And we should be able to conduct ourselves better than that. I can disagree with you on your position without putting your family into it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have to put your wife out there like that or, or make an uh, image of your wife like that because this is between me and you. I'm against what you believe in. I'm not going to bring it to your family because if I really look at myself, there's a lot of stuff that that can be said about me mm-hmm. just happened a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How are you backstage with another woman, but then next week you're buying your wife a car? Come on now. <laughs> Everybody got flaws in their life. Ain't nobody perfect. Right. Right. It's kind of hypocritical. How you if that was your wife? Exactly. That's kind of hypocritical. Like I said, if you're going to disagree with somebody on on business issues, on policies, that's good. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting personal, what, what is that accomplishing? I agree. And him, this person supposedly being an OG and in, in this thing that we love that you and I both grew up listening when, you know, hip hop. Um, I think it is kind of, I, I do. I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, Ew. I was like, that's kind of, I was like, wow. Okay. He took it there. Um, but, uh, it's, hmm. I'm just saying, like I keep saying, what's the point? What are you going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Is that making, what are you trying to make better doing that? What? Who who's benefiting from that? Are we benefiting from that as people? Right. What, what what's the point? The the, uh, the only thing that the money can... that's put into that could be used something that's actually going to benefit. Right. If you're building up buying houses and and, neighbor, and places in your neighborhood, use that money for that. Do something positive with it. Right. But just just making a video to that extreme, what is that going to benefit anybody? Right. Right. I think we already know you hate you hate Donald Trump. Okay, we got it. Right. We got it two years ago when he got elected. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think for him, I think, I think he felt like a strong message needs to be sent. Um, uh, and, and I don't agree with it. I think that's what he was thinking. A strong message needs to be sent. Right. Now, and I, I get that, but what's the message though? That's the, all I'm asking. Right, right. What is message? And as talented as the, as this person that we're referring to, uh, is right. He could have said it just lyrically, right. And got his point across, um, if, if he wanted to, I think that, I think that sometimes we do get caught up in too much. So what is the message that you're sending to the young people that need to get out there and vote? Right. Why not say something to the effect of, you know, no, you know, we know you don't care for them. Get out there and vote, man. Get out there. Show some young people, you know, show yourself. I don't know, in the video, you know, registering young people to vote. You know what I mean? For the changes that, that they want. You know what I'm saying? It could have been a little bit more positive. I definitely agree with you that. But I did. All, <laughs> I saw that this weekend. I was like, "Whoa, okay." Have this much disdain for him, mm-hmm. but they're not really coming out and saying 
what is your issue with him? Right. What is he doing? Not just what is he doing, but what is he doing to affect your life? Right. Right. And nobody's really saying that. It's not, well, I don't like Donald Trump because this is what's going on in my life. He's perfectly affecting me in this area. Because the whole reason that, that Kanye was up there and all these other um, talents was some kind of um, act that he just signed, some kind of music act. Right. Artists well, get more. saying about that. Yeah, artists yeah. get more you, access you, to their masters and that? stuff like that. Yeah. Do you disagree with that? Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. What's your position on that? Mm-hmm. Nobody say anything about that. Right. But because if they say they agree with it, then it's like they agree with something that Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. A genuine person will be honest and say, well, you know what? I don't like this person for this and that, but I can't agree with him on this. Right, right. You don't have to agree with everything a person says or everything a person does, but when they do something positive, give them credit for something that they have done. Mm. I didn't agree with everything Obama did, mm-hmm. but he did something towards the trucking industry as far as the hours of service, and I agree with that. I appreciated that. Right. And I honored him for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say something that I wouldn't do myself. If I completely agree, disagree with somebody and they do something that I do agree with, I'm going to give them the shine on what they do that I feel like is going to benefit me. Right. And that's the way that we should be. That's the only way that we're going to fix anything. Right. Right. But, but when we when we disagree with somebody and then somebody else does the exact same thing mm-hmm. and then we give them kudos for it, then we're being hypocrites. I agree. I agree. I didn't give kudos for it. I definitely didn't. You know, I I was just like, hmm, you know, that should be off limits. You know, um, yeah. I, and I think one time, uh, I think Obama had said it. Someone was, I think the, and he said it very subtly. He didn't come out outright and say, yeah, it, I think he's a good more in America or something like that. Yeah. He said, you know, my, my, my wife and my kids are, you know, are off limits, you know, um, you know, they haven't done anything to be put into this position or to say some of the things that they were saying. So my, you know, they're off limits. Um, and, and, and again, what is the message, right? So you put out a video, it's gonna, you know, attract a lot of people. You're going to get a lot of likes from it. Right. But what is the message? What are you trying to say? Well, so I don't know, man. It's <laughs> that's that slippery slope. That's that slippery slope. Yep. I just wish that all I'm saying when it comes to Kanye, I just wish that, you know, the same way you came out and said those things about George Bush, even though even then I was shocked when he said it, I knew what he was trying to say. He's trying to say during that time, Hurricane Katrina, right? He's basically trying to say, <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> Hurricane Katrina. You're basically trying to say, listen, man, you got all these people. You know, that are, you know, they don't have homes, they don't have access, and we know the government moves slow. We we knew Bush moved slow on that. That's what the funny thing about it is, is Kanye said George Bush does not like black people. Everybody patted Kanye on the back. Yeah. Kanye now comes out with Donald Trump. They want to crucify Donald Trump. I mean, crucify Kanye. But George Bush is not buddy buddy with Obama. Right. What kind of bizarre world are we living in? <laughs> oh man, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But you know what? It's politics. That's all. It is. That's, that's all it is, man. That's that's all it is. My my uh my mother once told me. She said that she was looking into um running for a uh, councilwoman position, right, in Buffalo, right. Mm-hmm. And she said, Frank. She said, one thing about politics, she said, it's a dirty game. She said, 
we started setting up, like, you know, getting people that were going to help her run her campaign and run for a specific district, you know, this and that. And she said, you wouldn't even believe. And now council, councilman is what, one of the lowest pieces that you can have in politics, yep. right? She said, you wouldn't believe the dirty shenanigans that go on just from that yep. position alone. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. She said, I got. Everybody look at everything as being a position of power. Yeah. She said, I got, she said, I couldn't do it. She said, I, she said, I didn't even want, she said, cause she was looking at things for the neighborhood, you know, wanting the city to give money for these businesses. A lot of the black businesses, um, in, in her district, uh, that she would represent. And it ended up being one of those things where she was like, it was so much that she became overwhelmed. And she's like, you know what? This is just morally wrong. I'm, I'm not even, gonna, I buy, I tap out. You can keep that. Um, because everybody's looking at what you can do for them, you know, in order to get your agenda pushed. So it's, it's just like you said, it's politics. That's why, you know, all politicians are hypocritical. And I told someone, I had a discussion about things before we forget a lot of times that when you're president of the United States, it's not like, you know, it's a good or bad decision. It's a decision. It's may not always be, you know, the the best decision, but it's a decision. It's either you're going to go left. Or are you going to go right? Which one? And hope for the best. You know what I mean? So um, I think that was a that was a great that was a great segment, man. I appreciate you giving me your input. And I'm glad that even though we may disagree on a few things, at least we can come together and suddenly talk about it as adults, which is uh, more to, more than what uh, I can say for our <laughs> our government at times. But at least you and I yeah. can come together and have a conversation. And I think it's conversations like these that need to take place um, in order for us to see somewhat of a good government. Um, let's see. Next thing. Oh, next thing. One. I don't know if you if you heard about this, and um, this, we're going to get into that Kavanaugh and Cosby thing. But did you hear about the lady at the? Uh, well, there are two incidents this week, right? They had the lady at the duplex that followed the guy into the apartment complex, um, and she wanted to know if he lived there. And the guy is filming the whole thing, and he's like, uh, you know, you're asking me this, you're asking me that. She wanted to see his key and this and that. And he walks, she followed him all the way to his apartment where he's getting in, and then she changes the story. She's like, I just wanted to say hi. I was like, <laughs> she changed her tune real quick. Apparently, this lady I saw online, apparently this lady has now lost her job because of, of her uh, trolling uh, this 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 uh, this black guy that lived in this apartment complex. Did you hear about that one? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess with all the ruckus with the storms, yeah, kind of missed that one. Yeah. What is this happening? Well, this uh, I want to say it was in New York. I may be wrong, but uh, I'll send you the uh, the article on it. It was kind of I saw the video and it was you know she followed him literally all the way. She followed him onto the elevator all the way to his apartment building and he's recording the whole thing and he's asking her to, you know, stop following him, leave me alone. I pay rent here. You know, you shouldn't be asking me that. You know, at one point she says, uh, you know, I saw you come in behind me, you know, sort of tailgating type deal. Like he didn't belong there. And, um, Mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, you know, how much rent she's like, you know, uh, what's your apartment number? You know, asking him all these questions, dudes, like, I don't have to answer that, you know? And then finally, you know, he pulls out his key and he's going to his apartment complex. She changed her story quick. She was like, oh, I just wanted to know so I could say hi and know who you were. I was like, really, lady? You do know he just recorded you from the time that you came on harassing him <laughs> until the time he walked to his apartment building. So apparently this lady has uh, this lady has uh, 
um, has been uh, removed from our job. At least that's what they're saying. I'm going to look into it a little bit more, but I'm going to send you the article so you can check it out. The other incident okay. was in New York where the young nine-year-old boy w- was with his mom, and the woman said that he had basically um, uh, fondled her, you know, had touched her, and said that she was calling the police. Did you hear about that? Uh-huh. Okay, so she she basically said that the, the boy who was with his mother and his sister, that the uh, boy who was black touched her, uh, touched her behind, and then she proceeded to see like she was calling the police. So <clears throat> as she's doing this, now this isn't a store, um, as she's doing this, more and more people are coming around and telling her that, you know, she's crazy because the kid starts crying, the kid's sister starts crying, the mom is going off. They go back, they look at the footage, and what happened was the boy had a backpack on and, you know, you know how sometimes you walk into these little stores or if it's a corner store, it was so mm-hmm. tight in there. When he turned around, the backpack brushed up against her. Up against her, uh-huh. Yeah, the backpack brushed up against her. Totally, you know, he didn't intend to do it. He didn't even know because the boy was looking forward. And then she came out, looked at the footage, and then she apologized. Uh, I forgot the nickname they gave her, her online name. Uh, but... Uh, She's came out and apologized, and then she tried to say, well, the reason I called the police was because the mom was becoming very, very rude, and, you know, now I'm scared type stuff. So, it's crazy. Okay, so you can excuse, <laughs> even if he did accidentally bump into you, you can excuse that. That's So <laughs> you want to brought it upon your own self. Right. Exactly. How many times have you I been mean, bumped into like you? It's not like a little nine-year-old is going to try to rape you. Right. Is that really what she's trying to trying to lean towards? She was making it seem like uh, what do you, uh, what's uh, what's the uh, what's the word when you when you touch someone when you don't want to be touched? What do they call it? Assault or I'm not sure what it could be. Sexual assault. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Some something to that effect, and that's what she basically was saying. And then in the video I saw in the news this morning, she was saying like, uh, "I'm a." She said, "I'm a I'm a police officer. I know this and I know that." And I'm like, she goes back, looks at the footage, and it just shows the boy's backpack brushing up against her <laughs> that's what i say wow. it's man people are sometimes i just want to stay in the house i i know man i know just I know. order my groceries from walmart go pick it up and go back to the house <laughs> don't even get out of the car just let them bring them to you you know how many times just... i've been bumped into and... <laughs> exactly <laughs> i didn't think anybody was trying to do anything to me but yeah so they they've been roasting her on uh online as well so Will, you know, another one of those instances occurring where someone, a black person, is accused of something that they really didn't do anything. You know, they, they were where they needed to be, and it was just an accident. Uh, so it was it was funny. They gave her a funny name, too. I forgot what it was, but they gave her a funny name. Name's hilarious, by the way. Um, so moving on, man. You got Brett Kavanaugh has been uh, awarded a seat onto the Supreme Court. Um, this is Donald, one of Tom, Donald Trump's appointees. You also have Bill Cosby, who has been sentenced to three to 10 years for um, allegations or, you know, what were allegations of, I think they, I believe they said sexual misconduct or, or rape, if you will. I'm, I'm not sure if it was perceived as rape, but three to 10 years for something that he supposedly or allegedly had did over three years ago. And People are talking about some of the things that Kavanaugh have been accused of. Kavanaugh recently had been accused by um, the doctor that uh, testified before Congress. 
Yeah. Um, and said Dr. Ford, who had said that in a drunken state that he had basically um, had did some things to her sexually. And Kavanaugh said that that did not happen. He didn't recall it. Um, but one of the biggest things that one of the things that people took from it was, so if I get allegedly accused of sexually doing something to someone, I could be a Supreme Court justice for life. But if I'm a celebrity, uh, such as Bill Cosby, and I get accused of doing something that happened over 30 years ago, I could get put into jail for three to 10 years. And so one, what I wanted to know, man, what, what, how do you feel about those, those two things? Do you think the Cosby thing was fair? Do you believe that um, there wasn't enough evidence? What, what, were your th- what are your thoughts about the two? Uh, it's like Bill Cosby deserved what he got. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. But I don't think he should have got what he got, though. Okay. I was reading an article before I got on the phone with you, and just looking at all the things that he dealt with in his life and the things that he's doing, dealing with now in his age, mm-hmm. that should be punishment enough. Why would we want him to put him in jail for the rest of his life when basically his life is over anyway? Mm-hmm. We're no talking God. about a person that lost two of his children. His health is declining. So what is putting him in jail going to do with what he did that many years ago? If you want to punish him, make him pay a fine for whatever he did. Mm-hmm. Why put him in jail? Mm-hmm. That, that's One thing that this country does not have for celebrities is mercy. Mm. Okay. We're not saying that it was right for what he did. Find another way to punish him for what he did. Make him do speaking engagement or make him uh, pay a fine for the things that he done. But why? He's been humiliated enough already, if that's what you want to do to him. Right. But what, what I really don't understand is that you got Bill Cosby going in jail, but then Harvey Weinstein has got one of the charges that was against him thrown away. Yep. That was also brought but, up. What is the difference? Right. That was also brought up. Weinstein is still, uh, he's under house arrest, I believe, right? He is confined. 87 people have accused him of, 87. Right. 80, 87. And he's still walking around free. Hmm. <sighs> so let me but ask. I, I, but I guess, I, guess, I guess what Bill Cosby is facing with is the proof that's put up against him, the um, payoffs and the recordings and all this other stuff. I guess they're trying to factor all that in together. Okay. But you have that many people against Weinstein. Why are you not doing anything to him? So let me ask you the question, and you know the question I'm about to ask you. Is it because is it a black and white thing? Is it a race thing? What else could it be? <laughs> I'm sure they got nearly as much, as much money, so it ain't a money thing. Right. And people love Bill Cosby a whole lot more than they like Harvey Weinstein. So right. What else could it be? Right. Right. The problem with this whole thing is you don't know who's telling the truth, right? Because you want to feel right. you want to feel for the victim, right? But we also know that there are people that that are out there that will try to trap celebrities, right? Try to blackmail yeah. celebrities, try to we know that. Um and some of them women, I I don't know and and this is maybe kind of cruel, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say it. You must already know what I'm talking about cuz you're laughing. But yeah. but some of those women, I just like really did she must have looked great thirty years ago because right now she's not looking. And too see, that's great. the problem. We talking about people that don't look like they did back then. <laughs> Nature has not been good to them. I'm sorry for saying it, but some no. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, Cosby. Now, let me make sure I understand because I heard this. I've, I've, I'm hearing mixed 
mixed reviews on this. Harvey, I mean, um, Cosby never admitted to doing what they accused him of doing, correct? I saw somewhere that he admitted to giving women preludes, which was in itself illegal to do. Okay, but he never but admitted to, to this woman, these specific, these women. He said, I did it, but I didn't do it to her. Right? right. Okay. So that is basically, it's he say, she say, right? And then like I said before, they're going by some of the the um, settlements that he settled with some of these women too. So I guess that's kind of playing into factor as well. Okay. Okay, if you didn't do anything, so why are you giving these money to these women? If you were not guilty of doing anything, do you know how many uh, sports figures pay women off? I know when they haven't done anything. I know, I know, because it's cheaper. It's, it's cheaper to just pay this woman off and you leave me alone because this is all you want anyway. Than to try to keep fighting and yeah, yeah, and not to be not to just be... simply just to give the money. Be done with it, and and not to be funny, our own president just recently <laughs> it came out that that's what he did. So <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying, um, attorneys tell you, I tell a lot of these guys that have money that to do that. They said because at the end of the day, you're gonna get, you're gonna lose more paying me, dealing with the stress, possibly losing mm-hmm. more money from endorsements or your company, you know, whatever you may have, than you would by paying this person off. Um, so they put Bill – now, apparently, they're going to be putting Mr. Cosby in a um, detention center um, specifically for, I guess, older people um, where he can you – know, but I understand that he's partially blind. He's 86 years of age, um, almost 87. Um, I don't see a reason why he couldn't be confined to his home. Uh, I don't think he would flee. But yeah, but like I'm saying, what is his threat? Right. They got him as a, a predator. A predator of what? Yeah. Who is he going to assault now? Right. He can barely get around. Who is he going to assault now? Right. Um, now, if he had to did this 20 or 30 years ago, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But he's, like I said, he's knocking on death's door. What is he actually going to do to hurt anybody? Right. And, and I'll say this. Um, if he did it, he get he's getting everything that he deserves, right? If he did those things to those women. But... You also have to look at somebody like a Harvey Weinstein, and you have to give him the exact same treatment that you're giving Bill Cosby. And see, right. and this is why, this is why, and and re- in reference to what we were talking about earlier about what black people say and what black people do, this is one of the reasons why they 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 we we do this because we see things like this and we don't feel like it's being equal, right? The the punishment is not the same. Mm-hmm. So then when we say it's got to be a black or a white thing, people get up in arms and say, well, well, wait a minute, you know, and then you give these different instances of what has happened and people are saying, oh, you're bringing up the race card or you're doing this, but this is a prime example of it. You got Harvey Weinstein out there. He hasn't done it. You know, he's at home. You know, I don't understand why they wouldn't allow Mr. Cosby to be at home in this condition, but I get it, you know, but this is another prime example of we're going to make an example of you. You know what I mean? This is the a lot of make an example. He's been he's been punished because of some of the things that he said recently. Bill Cosby, that is about the um, where the, they want to focus on the pound cake thing about the stealing the pound cake and the police brutality and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people are saying that well, that has a lot to do with it too. So a lot of black uh-huh. people are now standing behind Bill Cosby because of the remarks that he's made. Okay. Gotcha. 
So what about Kavanaugh? What do you think about the whole Kavanaugh situation? Uh, personally, I believe that it was just a stunt. I, I believe something really happened to the doctor, right, Dr. Dr. Ford. Uh, Ford, but but how can you not remember anything about the incident? Right. I mean, you can't remember when it happened, where it happened, mm-hmm. who was there, the people that you say were there. Under oath said they weren't there, they don't know anything about it. And why you wait to the last minute to try to put this out there? Why didn't you do it at the beginning of the hearing? If you already had this information and if it was so pertinent now, why didn't you do it then? I think, I think, that, I mean, like, like we were saying a few minutes ago, politics is a dirty game. Right. They don't care who they hurt as long as they can stay in power. Mm-hmm. I think that they, um, I think that one, I forgot who it was. Uh, I actually like him. He's the representative of South Carolina, uh, but he's always on there. I just feel like he tells it like it is. Um, and he's a Republican. Uh, but he said that they held uh, on to, Lindsey Graham, I think it was. Yes, yes, Senator Graham. Uh, he said you had this information way prior to this. You knew who it was, and then you waited right until this this happened, or when he's getting ready to get, you know, when his pick was made. Now you're bringing this information out when you should have been saying this from the get-go, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think that, uh, yeah, it is Senator Lindsey Graham. I like him. He's he tells it he tells it like it is. I don't always agree with him, but he says a lot of good things that I do agree with. He's a, a no nonsense, tell it like it is. He doesn't he doesn't beat around the bush too much. Um, but he, you know, he he. I think something did happen. Um, whether it was Mr. Kavanaugh or Judge Kavanaugh, I don't know. But at the same time, when allegations like that come up, you did have people, and one was actually um, from North Carolina, a guy that went to North Carolina State that they brought up that he said he had sent a letter to the FBI um, talking about the way that he's portraying himself. It is not all truthful, and a couple people have come out and said it. And then I also know there's been a couple people that said, hey, uh, I don't think it was Brett. It could have been us. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 been going back and forth. But either way, it's it's this tit for tat stuff, man. And what I mean by that is when Obama appointed a nominee, um, I can't think of his name. They didn't even give him a hearing, right? They didn't even give the guy a hearing. Now Kavanaugh comes out, and what the Democrats do for payback for that? Democrats now bring out the these allegations. Mm-hmm. Um. There could have been some other things because what's so funny is I I, I started laughing and chuckled at myself because <clears throat> during the campaign, what was the biggest thing you heard about Hillary? What what was Donald Trump talking about with Hillary? Emails, right? Uh, crooked Hillary. The e- yeah, yeah, Crooked Hillary in the yeah. emails, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Kavanaugh had, I forgot how many pages of, of something that, you know, of emails on him as far as the background and the things that you do that the Republicans held back from anyone's, you know, from anybody seeing that information. So no one knows what's in there. And I, I don't know how you make something like that come out, you know. Um, maybe there's something in there that showed maybe a pattern, maybe not necessarily him doing anything, but a pattern of, of some concerns, and that's why they wanted to keep that stuff from from the public eye or public view. But either way it goes, if I'm a Republican and I vote yes, I would hate and I wouldn't want it on my conscience. I would hate that he gets on, you know, he's, he's obviously he's a judge now, but you come, you find out later on that there is some real hard evidence against him showing that he did have a pattern of doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. You know what I mean? 
I'd hate to have that yep. on my conscience. So rather than vote, if I'm a Republican, I'd be like, no, and this is the reason why. I'd say that, and I'd say, you know what? The president said he has a long list of candidates. Let's hear another candidate. That was That's how I would do it, because I wouldn't want that on my conscience if the guy, if the guy did do something. Um, the big thing that stood out to me, though, was when he – when he went on his rant and he was angry, something when, when uh, I think it was Miss Harris, Representative Harris, I, th- I think that's her name. Um, yeah. Representative Harris asked, asked him and he, I mean, his whole facial demeanor just changed. And I mean, he got really angry when she asked him that question. And that made me go, hmm, she's asking a question. I know you've been there before. You know what's going to be asked. This is a Democrat asking you a question, so you know they're going to ask you something to get you riled up. I just didn't understand how he let her affect him because it made it seem like it's just like when you're asking your kid about something about, you know, if you're lying or not, and you ask him, then somebody gets angry about it. What are you getting angry about? I'm just asking you a question. Um, but his his whole facial demeanor did change. He did look like he was – you know, and he said some stuff, and then he comes out and makes that statement about, you know, I don't want the nation to think that's who I am, and this and that. Um, but it's just interesting to see that he's now on the highest court in the land, and probably eventually, I know they're worried about Road versus Wade and his 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 view on that. And now that you know something gets poured forward, it's going to be more, you know. Uh, more towards the Republicans than it would be towards the Democrats to get laws and all these stuff passed or changed. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out because you remember Clarence Thomas had an issue as well with Anita Hill um, mm-hmm. during that time. And they, they compared the two, but at the end of the day, if it's me, I'm not, I'm not voting, you know, I'm not voting. Yes. Just for that reason. I don't want something to come out later on that is actually factual uh, that states that, you know, he had an issue because I, I just couldn't have that on my conscience. But he's been appointed to the highest, you know, court in the land. He is now uh, a federal judge. Um, you know, he, he does have some some things, though. You know, I think they asked him about the president uh, being found guilty of something. Um, they were concerned about that. Just a bunch of different things that they were concerned with. And some of them even think, some people even think that if the Democrats win the House, that they could potentially try to impeach him, which I don't think is a very smart move, but I don't know. But even the the prosecutor herself that was giving him those questions Mm -hmm. said that in a a criminal proceeding, there was not enough evidence for that even to go to court. Mm, Okay. I didn't realize. So even if this was a, a, yeah, even if this was a judicial case, a, a criminal case, if this were to happen in that system, mm-hmm. what she was saying happened to her, and her proof that she didn't have, they couldn't even take that to court. Right. So how can you deny somebody a seat when if it was a criminal case, you couldn't even prosecute the case? Right. Right. It was definitely. We have to be careful with that because we have to be careful with that because that that sets a precedence of, well, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty. And now you have to prove that you're innocent. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way that this system will be set up. Right. Right. And I think I think what it comes down to are people are just, and this is nothing new, the, the more uh, to do or privileged um, people, you know, he's he's privileged. He went to what? He went to Yale, right? Um, had mm-hmm. the opportunity, worked for uh, 
George Bush Sr., if I'm correct. He was appointed by George Bush Sr. Um, you know, he's he, he, that's what people that are more influential, um, that are, you know, either in government, high ranking government, or are celebrities, always seem to get the upper hand, right? And I think that's what a lot of people see, and they say it's not fair because if that would have been me or you, they wouldn't have, if, if we were just applying for a job and something like that came up, one, they wouldn't even give us the time or day. You know what I mean? So I think it's a it's a catch-22, and it is a slippery slope because on one hand, I can understand men being accused of things that they didn't do, right? And then all a bunch yep. of people coming out and saying, crying wolf, trying to see how they can get paid, and they roll Gloria Allred. Is that is her name Gloria Allred or whatever the attorney is? Yeah, yeah, they roll her out, you know, for for the for the women. Um, but then I also understand that there are people that are vile and, and evil and do, um, you know, disturbing things to children, to women. So I feel for those victims um, that are not getting their voices heard. So Harvey Weinstein, in my opinion, is, is one of those people. Too many actresses have come out and said specific things that he has done. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'll never forget a couple of years back on a previous um, show that I used to do, had an opportunity to interview um, Sheila Ray Charles. Um, God bless her. Rest in peace. She, she passed away from cancer uh, last year. But she's the daughter of Ray Charles's, uh, you know, you know, Ray Charles is her father. And mm-hmm. this woman had been through so much once she um, very much like her dad had did drugs, alcohol. Um, you know, she talked about how she remembers when her child was born in the hospital, having one of her friends come in to give her crack and her smoking crack. Um, and she just talked about parties and celebrities and people um, coming to the house and her being assaulted by, um, you know, people in Hollywood and in L.A. and Los Angeles when she was a kid, you know. And she said she just talked about how there are some sick, sick individuals that are in the entertainment business and they are literally powerful, you know, whether it's from a media standpoint, whether it's from, um, you know, music. She said, you wouldn't believe some of the power that some people have. And when you're a child, you don't understand what's happening to you. And only when you're an adult, you get to really understand what has what what truly happened to you and why you may be doing some of the things that you're doing. Um, So um, I don't put it past, you know, Harvey Weinstein. He allegedly did some of these things. But um, there's been a lot of actresses that have come out and said some stuff, you know. So I don't know, man. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on it. I don't think, you know. What's the difference between the two? I guess Bill Cosby has uh, had openly admitted that he had gave women quaaludes, whereas Brett Kavanaugh had not really admitted to anything, just accused of, right? Harvey Weinstein accused of. Um, no evidence as of yet, but there's got to be something there, in my opinion, because, one, his own company dropped him, right? Mm-hmm. Two, they indicted – well, they, um, they're bringing up a court case on him, and he's been confined to house arrest. His passports have been taken away. So there's got to be something there that's giving them, showing evidence of, hey, now this guy did something. You know, otherwise they wouldn't uh, be putting him on trial. But it just seems to me like Bill Cosby's trial has went very quickly. Harvey Weinstein, has, Harvey Weinstein hasn't even had his as of yet. So I guess the only thing that we can do is sit back and wait and see what happens. Um, my prayers go out to those that, 
may have been that may have had some some issues, but it's just such a slippery slope. It's it. I guess if it if if everything was fair and uh, justice is supposed to be blind, then I guess we'd live in a better place, right? A, li- a better world. But yeah. at this point, but to be unbiased, though, we have to remember that this Weinstein thing just basically happened. It had been allegedly going on, but it just been brought to light. Okay. This Bill Cosby thing is something that he's been fighting for a while. Oh, yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, the only reason right. that cause it's only been brought up again because that comedian uh, Hannibal Burris uh-huh. was doing a stand-up joke about it, and basically that's what started bringing all this stuff back out again. Oh. But this is something that's been going on for a while. That's right. That's right. As far as Harvey Harvey Weinstein, yeah. it's been going on allegedly, but nobody brought it to the forefront. Oh yeah, they were saying a little joke on on comedy shows and and, and award shows, but nobody really. Says, well, this man did this to me, mm-hmm. and try to fight, face a uh, criminal ac- actions with it. And, and Weinstein didn't they? Uh, they also said that he uh, that uh, the people in his company knew about it, right? They had heard of these allegations, but never yeah. really acted on it. Correct? Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. Yeah. Man, Whew. that's crazy. And they said that he and, and and you know what? Now I think about it, he's produced a lot of shows. Executive produced yes. a lot of things, man. So they people were saying yeah. you don't know how powerful he's. He's one of those that would be very, very powerful. You know what I mean? That can end or ruin your career. So that's that's it's it's man, it's it's a different time, man. You know, I get the whole saying of boys will be boys. Boys won't be boys in this age. Not not no no <laughs> can't, do, can't do that now, buddy. Because <laughs> you know you could be in some big trouble, but. I don't know, man. We'll have to keep an eye on it. But, you know, I got my man Juan here. This is the Let's Be Honest podcast. It's been episode 15. And we've just been talking about some things that have been happening this week. And uh, we just wanted to make sure that we we, we touched on some stuff for you guys. We'll have, uh, hopefully, episode 16 will be out um, next week. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be talking with you guys and, and bringing up more topics, man. We appreciate you guys. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our last episode, make sure you check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google play music. And, um, the last episode was on church hurt. Very, very good episode. We've been getting a lot of good feedback on that. We appreciate everyone that's been giving the comments and the questions. Um, feel free to make sure you drop those questions to us and, uh, we'll, we'll respond back to you. You can also send questions to directly to me at Frank Styles at bossradiostation.com. Well, we got to get you an email, man. I had to set you up a, an email so people can send you some stuff too. I can't be bombarded. Yeah, I, need, with, I need me a handle. Well, listen, listen, I can't be sending you emails, man, with your questions and then responding back with your, <laughs> with your answers. Yeah, we got we to gotta get you a handle, man. We got to get you a, a, your podcast name. So you're going to have to think about that and shoot me something. Um I'm gonna start calling you Big Truck Boy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm starting <laughs> start calling you Big Truck Boy. Um, but uh, we appreciate all of uh, we we appreciate all the support and you guys uh, listening to the podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Frank Styles One. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram at Frank underscore underscore Styles, and that's spelled S T Y L Z on both social media platforms. And don't forget to check out the website if you are interested in podcast editing, voiceover work. Um, we can help you out with that production. And that's at uh, bossradiostation.com. So, Juan, man, it's going to be hopefully a, a good week, man. Um, I was going to talk about uh, 
my Odell Beckham. I was going to go on about my Odell Beckham rant, my Giants, but I'm not going to do that because this is not a sports show. <laughs> but uh, I ain't too happy with that. But, hey, it is what it is. Just keep it going. One and four, baby. We're going to keep moving. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> One and four. Um, but, hey, Alabama keep rolling. Alabama's rolling, so I'm happy with that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, hey, man, we're going to we're gonna get out of here. We appreciate you guys uh, listening to Let's Be Honest Podcast. This has been Episode 15, Cosby versus Kavanaugh. What is the difference? We'll talk to you soon. Be good to yourself and be good to others. That's right.